Welcome to the Future Now Media Podcast, where we believe a future now is a future one. I'm your host, Peggy Kim, and I'm the founder and president of the Future Now Media Foundation, which is a nonprofit leadership incubator for the media and entertainment industry. In this podcast series, we'll be talking to some of today's top industry leaders, executives, and professionals. We'll also hear about their personal and professional career journeys, what makes them tick, how they got to where they are today, and what they've learned along the way. And we'll also share some of the best content from our Future Now live events. Today's episode features a special segment from the 2018 Future Now Media and Entertainment Conference called Relay. Relay is a series on iStand TV that features conversations between mentors and mentees. And it's called Relay because we're all in this race together and we all have a baton to pass. In this episode, you'll hear Craig Tello, Vice President of Digital and Social Content at the WWE, interviewing his mentor, Maurice Fett, the former Global Chief Revenue Officer of AccuWeather. In this discussion, you'll hear how they connected as mentor-mentee, how they've maintained their relationship to today, and how they each pay it forward to others. Marie also shares about mentors in her life and how having mentors has helped her succeed in the media business. Take a listen. Uh, Marie gave me my first opportunity about 14 years ago now, which was essentially my break into what was ultimately media and entertainment. So uh, this is super important to me. Um, I mentioned earlier this morning in the storytelling panel that um, it was at WrestleMania in Madison Square Garden in 2004, I guess it was, uh, where I first realized, hey, I go, wanna go work at WWE. And by a, a series of interesting circumstances, I en- ended up uh, meeting Marie just months after that. So super important day for me, and uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear more about her, and we'll learn more about her today right now. Um, and so that was about kind of how I met you and how, how we connected. And everybody gets their break somewhere. Everybody uh, has their, their first job and first encounter at some point. Uh, so outside of you, which I believe you started your own babysitting empire at a very young and early age. That's right. Uh, what about your first full-time role? Tell us all about what your first full-time professional role was. Sure. So you can hear me right. Um, my first job was at Backer Spielvogel Bates, which was an ad agency in New York, and it had been my dream to move to New York and be in advertising. Uh, at the time, it was a recession, so so, um, so I wasn't quite sure um, how I was going to get this job in New York and and be all that I could be. Uh, I didn't have any friends or family that were in the industry or in New York, and. Uh, you know, in, in one of the mentoring sessions, someone asked me, well, you know, how much did you email people? Well, email didn't exist then. So you had to call somebody, but you had to know who to call. And so initially, I was actually cold calling, like they had main receptions and trying to find a name. And it was so difficult. And I do believe in being in the right place at the right time. And I also believe in telling as many people what it is that you want and putting it out into the universe as possible. Because what happened was, as I was uh, in the middle of finals, my senior year, I was so sad, so I used my fake ID to go to a bar. And I'm standing in this bar, crying in my beer, practically literally. And a friend of mine was there, I said, well, what do you want? And I said, well, you know, I want to be in an ad agency. And I've kind of narrowed it down at this point because of the recession that the only people that are going to be hiring are going to be media people. 
in the ad agencies. And he's like, well, you know what? I just got a job at an ad agency in the media department, and I overheard on my way out that they're gonna, they're gonna dump this girl, they're gonna fire her because she sucked. So you should call, you should call this lady and get her job. I did. And I mean, I didn't let any time waste, and the day after graduation, I flew to New York, I had that interview, and I got that job. And uh, so that's how I got my break. So when you, that's your, that's your, that was your first break, basically. My first one, yes. And now at the time, did you realize the, the size and the immensity? Did you realize, hey, this, I just got my big break. Did you understand that? I did. I did because, uh, you know, it was, it was my hot lead. I mean, so I may not have thought, my gosh, my big break, but I, right. I did recognize it for being the hot lead that it was. So then, uh, even before that, or around the same time, who, uh, can you describe your earliest mentor? My earliest mentor uh, was my mother, and she still is my biggest mentor, uh, advocate, and a go-to person for everything. She was the CFO of a visiting nurse service in Rochester, New York, and uh, the way she tells it, uh, the first female CFO in that community. And so she dealt with a bunch of things. Um, so she was able to you know, give me some political advice, you know, feedback and, and things, what to do, what not to do. Uh, she still does that for me, believe it or not. And in my consulting company, she is also my go-to person and looks over a lot of my stuff. And she's my editor as well. Can I ask you guys for something? Can we give a round of applause to Marie's mom? <laughs> She'll be so proud and so happy. Um, so when you first broke in, I, uh, undoubtedly at some point early in your career, somebody asked you, maybe it was in that first interview, maybe it was in that first discussion, where do you see yourself five years from now? So uh, let's talk about that question in general. Um, and in retrospect, looking back at whatever your answer was, how did that compare to where you actually ended up five years after that? Okay. First off, I hate that question. Uh, I've always hated that question because I think it's super difficult to answer in media and entertainment, especially now when things move every five months, and I think it's very difficult to project where you're going to be five minutes from now. Um, at the time, I, you know, I never got that question right, so big mistake number one was the first answer was, oh, having your job. That didn't work so well, and I did not get that job. So, um, in retrospect, uh, the only answer then and now that it actually works is um, having increased responsibility, you know, more you know, scope uh, that I'm involved in, things like that, more cross-functional, um, you know, opportunities, things like that, that you you can control sort of um, and work towards and ultimately that's what they want to hear anyway. Um, so when I look back and say, you know, did I accomplish that? Yes, I did. Um, but it, it's a tough question and I honestly don't think that the people asking it are, are asking what they want to know in the right way that, you know, they, they are really trying to gauge, in my opinion, you know, are you going to stick it out? Are you just going to leave me? Are you a flight risk? Is essentially what they're trying to figure out. Yeah, so they don't mean it as literally. They're really just trying to gauge more about you as a human and an individual. Yeah. Correct. Makes sense. Um, 
based on what you just said too, so like your response to that question initially, uh, when you were first asked, it sounded like it was like you, you qualified it as a mistake. What's the, how about outside of that, what's the best mistake you've ever made in your professional career? My best mistake, and the best is in quotes, actually <laughs> happened at WWE um, when we were working together. And uh, I made the mistake of making an appointment with my boss's boss to, to see him for, you know, have a meeting just to sit down. And I didn't go to my boss first. It wasn't his idea. Um, I, from his perspective, I did it behind his back. Well, I ended up never having that meeting, but it did a lot of damage to my relationship with my boss, who was a great guy, but it, it definitely hurt the relationship. So in terms of being a best mistake, it created awareness in me that there are levels of um, politics and hierarchy in every organization, and it's different from organization to organization, and you have to be aware of it. And, you know, I, I didn't really get to fix that mistake at WWE, but I made sure I never made it again. Right. So then it was a learning experience in that case, which I think hearing that, I think that that would be invaluable uh, insight for me to hear, especially as in, like if, uh, and probably for folks in the room too, as aspiring career, uh, career professionals to hear that, uh, because there are rules of engagement in, a, in, a, in an organization especially, and depending on how, sometimes they're really stringent rules and sometimes they're just very uh, very natural, but that's, that's an interesting situation. <laughs> um, what about, uh, so I assume when you went to go have that conversation, you were really just interested in building your relationship. And uh, when we talk about building relationships in general, there's uh, an aspect called networking, which I think everybody here, we've probably used that term, you've probably heard that term today, you've heard it, uh, prior to today, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of thought, and a lot of times that comes up, right? Networking. So, to you, Marie, what to you? What is networking to you? What does that mean to you when you hear the word networking? My first reaction to networking is, oh, it's so slimy and skeevy. You know, you just you know shaking hands, kissing babies, but it's it's not. Um, at least not for me. For me, I believe that networking is all about building deep relationships, and you can have a really strong network of go-to people if you do that. And your network can be 10 people, but if they're 10 quality people, in my mind, that you can always rely on, um, and there's a give and take, you know, you're not just going to them whenever you need something, like you need a job or, you know, you need something, but it's a, a constant, uh, relationship that you nurture. A network of 10 people can be very, very strong. It doesn't have to be thousands of people that you've never met on Facebook or, you know, whatever, whatever social platform. You sort of answer this in just defining how you see networking, but what specifically is not networking? Or what not, what's not good networking, if you were to call it that? Not good networking, in my opinion, is just collecting a lot of business cards and maybe five months down the road, you know, reaching out and said, hey, you remember me? I was, uh, you know, um, or just collecting them or just meeting people with the whole, um, with an agenda behind it, like you want a job and there is no give. You should always go with a give. Yep. So then... Uh, I think it was 2004 when we first met, and um, at the time, it, my understanding, and Marie and I have talked about this a lot, uh, we met and Marie basically found and created an internship where there was not one previously in her division um, after we had met and after we had connected. 
what, what, what on earth would motivate you um, in your role to decide to do something like that for somebody in my position who is super green, resume and paw, looking for a position, looking for a role, looking for an opportunity? Why? Uh, what motivated you to do that? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, um, there was a, a, we didn't have enough bench strength in the organization. So, by which I mean, if someone were to leave, we didn't have quality people to fill that those roles. It, believe it or not, is actually very difficult for companies to bring in and hire junior level people. So from a, a tactical um, perspective, to be able to have um, fresh blood, if you will, coming in through an internship program seemed to be able to fit that need. Um, also, from my personal uh, feelings, I had started a mentoring program, intern program, at the last ad agency I was at, and had great success with that in uh, in hiring, you know, people out of college afterwards who were my interns um, initially, and also because of what I was doing in an ad agency, being able to keep in touch with people in a different demographic set or a different, they were just a different consumer base, um, or to be able to know what pop culture is at the time um, was invaluable to me, and you know, it's much easier to engage personally with someone in those in different groups than it is to just read about it. So from my personal um, you know, perspective, it was valuable. And when the opportunity came uh, and I met you, I was like, you were worth going to bat for. You had a great attitude. He had a phenomenal work ethic. And um, you came in with a level of confidence, whether you felt it or not, that showed. Didn't feel it. <laughs> um, but it was, this is someone that I could spend eight, 10 hours a day with and who wouldn't mind getting me coffee if I asked. <laughs> not at all, perfectly fine. And uh, it was just to go into the kitchen, but, um, <laughs> but it, it was that combination of attributes that said, this is the guy. This is the one that I'm going to go to bat for. I want him working here with me. I, I, I see something in him. Thank you for seeing something in me, first of all. But uh, you participate in events like that. So that's similar to you participating in events like this, right? Uh, and you're in your fair share. You've headed organizations uh, in the industry. What, uh, what are some, why are those networks so important to you? What, what about those types of uh, scenarios and environments make that are important to you? I tend to look for organizations where there is a mentoring component, because I do like mentoring an awful lot. Um, I've been a mentor, I've been a mentee, I prefer being a mentor. I, I actually think I get more out of it, personally. Um, but it's also about the whole networking and you know telling people about yourself and what you want, and just, like I said before, putting it out into the universe but also being able to single out those key people that you can build those really deep, meaningful relationships with. Peggy is actually one of them. I met her through the WICT organization, and uh, we have an amazing friendship that has transcended work. So uh, that's, that's the reason, and also it's a great learning experience. You know, we actually talked, I know I'm jumping ahead, but we talked about um, how do you stay relevant in an industry that's moving 
almost at the speed of light and being part of those organizations, learning from people like yourselves um, is how I do it. And I think that that's an interesting perspective for, for me to hear years later and then certainly for folks in the room to understand what the motivations are of the person on the other side of the table because I think that helps us all approach the conversation differently and understand what you can bring to that conversation and to that relationship is just as important as what they can bring to you on one end of the hiring table. Um, well, uh, I think we're closing low on time, uh, but I did want to just thank you personally, Marie, for, uh, for giving a, a shot to a kid from Jersey years ago. Thank you. Um, and for your time today. You can check out more episodes of Relay on iStand TV, featuring executives from HBO, BET, Comcast, ESPN, and more. A mentor can make a real difference in your growth and development. Do you have a mentor? If not, check out mentoring programs offered by nonprofits and industry organizations like the Future Now Media Foundation or NAMIC or WICT. Also, if your company has an internal mentoring program, sign up. But also keep in mind that a mentor doesn't have to come from a formal program. Your mentor could be your teacher, professor, karate instructor, family member, or neighbor, even your boss. Think about those people in your life whom you admire and respect and want to learn from and reach out to them. Start building a relationship and glean as much as you can. And of course, pay it forward. That's what we're all about here at Future Now. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Future Now Media Podcast. You can also follow us on our Facebook page as well as on Instagram and LinkedIn. Till next time, I'm Peggy Kim. And remember, a future now is a future one.